welcome to MSU Today. Uh, I'm Bill Beekman, Vice President and Director of Athletics at Michigan State University, joined by uh, several guests today. Uh, first, uh, Todd Edwards, Executive Director of Student Athlete Support Services. Uh, Todd, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate you uh, having me on. And we've got a, a member of the women's tennis team, uh, Caroline Zabo. Hello, Caroline. Hi, thank you for having me on as well. Thanks so much for being here. And John Gove from uh, Men's uh, uh, Track and Field. So thanks for joining us, John. Yeah, thank you for having me. So Todd, we have this, this organization, this group in, in athletics called Student Athlete Support Services that operates out of the uh, Clara Bell Smith Student Academic Center. And so tell us what, what, what that encompasses and what, what you all do. Well, uh, I, I'll try to, to sum that up as concisely as I can, which isn't always easy, but uh, we have a, a full-time staff of 14 people, including eight academic coordinators, uh, two learning specialists, our director of student athlete development, IT coordinator. Um, we, we work with uh, our students really, uh, you know, there's a, a, a big focus is on academic support, but we really work with our students in a lot of areas that, uh, that pertain to their life away from from their fields of competition. Uh, but we do, we do focus heavily on our academic services and academic support, as well as uh, the student athlete development side with a big focus there on career development and career services. Uh, we work on the academic side with, with assistance in scheduling, uh, with, with helping manage the, the university academically, with connecting students to their academic advisors and their various departments and colleges. Um, we work with them on major selection and again, getting them in touch with the right folks early on. Uh, we start out as uh, when they come in as freshmen, trying to assess uh, uh, interest, taking an in interest inventory and, and see what, uh, what career paths may match up with which academic interests and whatnot. So we can, we can help put them together that way. And then, and then just be there for them to support them all along the way, you know, help them in, in accommodating any misses for team travel that they may have. Uh, you know, we always say we're with them from from recruitment to graduation and beyond. That's that's uh, it. Really, is an extraordinary set of services that your your team provides, and and each year that culminates in a really extraordinary academic gala. And unfortunately, this year our our gala had to be online and and remote. But uh, uh, walk us through what we celebrate at that academic gala each year. Oh, absolutely. Well, we have, uh, you know, this year was our 24th academic gala. And as you mentioned, we were, we were virtual. Um, with it being virtual, I do want to say, and I want to thank Angela Monte. She is our director of student ethic development and she, she manages the gala for us each year, regardless of format. Uh, she and, and Nick Baker and Spartan Vision really, really did a fantastic job in, in delivering what we thought was as, as good and as quality event as we could have without actually being there. Uh, but what we normally have, like I said, it started in 1998. This is our 24th uh, next year. We're very much planning on being in person for our silver anniversary. Uh, but each year we, we recognize uh, uh, excellence in, in academic performance, in, in community service and leadership in various areas. Uh, we have our student athlete honor roll. To make that honor roll, students must be in at least their third semester at MSU and have a 3.0 GPA or have had a 3.0 over the last year. Uh, this year, we recognize 471 of those students. Uh, we also recognize our graduates coming up in that year. 
And in some of our some of our team and individual awards, we have our athletic directors award, which which you present, which goes to our high GPA uh, men's team and women's team. So so two of those awards. Uh, we have our, our Gwendolyn Norell Community Service Award. We have our Diversity and Leadership Award, and then our big individual awards that are that are that are at the apex and and at the end of the 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 ceremony of the night is our President's Award, where we where we honor our uh, male and female graduating senior with the highest cumulative GPA, who's exhausted their eligibility and completed their degree in the current year. Uh, this year, for the first time ever, we had eight recipients, all with perfect 4.0 raw GPAs. And I say raw because, you know, during this pandemic, over the course of the last three semesters, uh, so last spring, this fall, this spring, uh, our students had the opportunity to opt for satisfactory, not satisfactory grades. Well, these students, these eight students completed their entire academic career here at MSU. Perfect, natural, I'll say natural instead of raw, natural sounds better. Perfect, natural 4.0 cumulative GPAs, which is just uh, fantastic. I mean, in many years, our top GPAs aren't 4.0s. They're still very, you know, they excel and they're in the high three nines or three eights or what have you. But to have eight with a 4.0 is just phenomenal. Yeah, that that is extraordinary, and that that brings me to uh, to our our two student guests uh, to, on today's program. And so, you know, Caroline, as a as a person who's really excelled uh, both on the tennis court and academically, um, tell us. Uh, well, first of all, how do you make that work? Uh, you know, I, I remember in my college days, long ago though they may have been, that. Uh, I, I'm not sure that uh, that, that any of those uh, that I, that I would have excelled at. So uh, so keeping both of those balls in the air is really extraordinary. Uh, how do you do that? And uh, and well, we'll start there. How do you do that? Uh, not a lot of sleep. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, no, I think it it takes um, it does take a lot of commitment um, personally, but also I think it's just part of kind of the standards that I came into at Michigan State. And, um, you know, I came in and set a goal for myself to do everything I could to be the best tennis player that I could be. But at the same time, I didn't want to let my academics slip. Um, So I knew that it would take effort and kind of just every day when I don't feel like necessarily um, studying or, you know, doing an extra practice problem. I just remembered kind of those goals that I set for myself at the beginning and um, just kind of push myself that way. Well, one of my uh, my favorite quotes that we uh, have had hanging up in the uh, indoor practice facility for many years is uh, champions are built on a thousand invisible mornings. And uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's so much the, the toil and uh, when, when, when there aren't fans in the stands and the, the extraordinarily hard work and dedication that, uh, that, that creates champions. So what are your, um, you're, you're, you're a senior this year. Um, what are your, uh, what are your plans for the future? I am starting a job with Dow Chemical in Midland, Michigan uh, on, in the middle of June. So I'll be a supply chain specialist with them which I'm really excited about. It's a great company to work for, and it should be a really good position to kind of learn uh, to be a good supply chain professional. So uh, at Michigan State has the number one supply chain program in the country. So you're, you're coming from a great program. For, for those of us that may not uh, completely uh, understand the concept, what, 
how would you def define supply chain? What, 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 what do you learn in, a, in the supply chain major? It's always a tough question. I personally have found, but um, supply chain is, it's basically managing kind of every aspect of getting a product from the order um, from the customer's order all the way until that customer receives the product. So there's just, so many different parts of it. Um, and every single person with the supply chain role is going to be doing something different. But Michigan State does a really good job of um, teaching us kind of diff not only the different roles that you could have, whether it be logistics or purchasing, um, but also how to manage in different industries. So with some of our classes, we get to dive into the transportation industry or into the technology that helps support um, supply chain roles so I think that that's one of the really big benefits of uh, coming from Michigan State is we get such a wide variety of education. Well, and you think about, you know, just in terms of the concept of supply chain, you think about the auto industry with a dealership model has a certain kind of supply chain. And then you think about maybe the pharmaceutical industry where you have a project product with a relatively limited shelf life. And then you think maybe about, you know, on the other hand, the, the, you know, say the, uh, the, the concrete and gravel industry where the supply chain is tied to the location of the product because it's so expensive to move. And all of those things, depending on the interest, uh, depending on the, the industry become really, really interesting. So uh, I, I, that, that's uh, you know, a really, really extraordinary major here at Michigan State. And thanks for sharing that with us. So John, what are your, uh, uh, what, what are your plans? And uh, Tell us a little bit about your major and, and what you hope to accomplish with it. Yeah, so I majored in horticulture and then I got a minor in environment and health. So I, I come from a family farm in Massachusetts. We grow fruits and vegetables. Everything that you'd find at a farmer's market is pretty much what we grow and all direct consumer. So our supply chain is, is a little bit smaller than what Caroline's probably going to deal with, but we will deal with Dow Chemical and and a couple other places that, you know, we'll probably both be working with. Um, so in that sense, I guess it's a small world, but so yeah, I majored in horticulture here. Um, initially when I first came to school and before I came to college, my intentions were to graduate and to go back to the family farm right away. But I took some classes that were outside of my major and uh, got out of my comfort zone a little bit with a couple classes and I realized that I think I need a couple of years to not live in the same place that I, I will probably live the rest of my life. Uh, much to my parents' dismay, I, I'm going to take, you know, two or three years and um, decide what, what I'm going to do in those three years. I'm not really quite sure yet, but, you know, there's a lot going on in the world with food and food insecurities and food access. And that, that's something that I've found that I'm really passionate about, connecting people to where their food is coming from. And if maybe they're disconnected from that, help to improve the connection between the people and their food. And whether that's connection, whether the connection is just knowledge-based and they don't realize how much work goes into their food, I, I'd like to work to improve that. Or whether that connection is a physical connection with their food where they don't have access to the right amount of food or the proper nutrition. That's something else that I'm really interested in. So that's kind of where my education has, has shifted me. And then I plan on using that even once I return to the family farm to, to hopefully keep accomplishing those goals. 
Well, and John, that really speaks so eloquently uh, to the to, to the land grant mission and how Michigan State you know really developed as a as an academic institution. Uh, in, in back uh, you know, many many years ago, before uh, well, when 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 trains were the primary mode of transportation, they had uh, you know, seed trains that would uh, go out on, as as extension uh, enterprises. And travel throughout the state of Michigan and, and talk to, to farmers about the, the quality of their seeds and hybridization of, of products and, and all of those kinds of things. And so our, our horticulture program and our, our ag programs have very, very deep roots in, in, in that work. And, and what you explain and describe really takes that into, uh, you know, into a modern era where we're, we're concerned about food deserts and we're concerned about uh, getting a uh, Get, getting from from farm and field to uh, you know to, to the uh, to the dinner table and uh, and how that works and how it works efficiently and how we uh, you know, how we feed our society in an ecologically responsible way and uh, and so uh, so that really is in in so many ways the epitome of what what started here 160 plus years ago so that's uh, that's really really special um, so so John. So Caroline is a is a, is a Midland uh, uh, Midland Michigan student, uh, and so uh, so is an is an in-stater. But uh, you come to Michigan State from from Massachusetts, uh, at least half a country away. So uh, what uh, what drew you to Michigan State? So because I wanted to major in horticulture, my options are pretty limited. And then once you look at all the universities with horticulture, you have to look at the ones that are applicable to the climate that you want to return to and grow food in. So when I was looking at schools, I looked at Michigan State, uh, University of California, Davis, University of Oregon, Corvallis, Penn State, Cornell, and Virginia Tech. I, I put a point on a map where I, I live and I drew a five and a half hour, six hour circle and I only looked outside of that. Um, you know, I really wanted to take my opportunity to get away from home for a bit. And then once you align the quality of academics, the quality of athletics, and obviously finances are a big choice in a lot of students' minds, all those three things, when you average it out, Michigan State was, was definitely the choice for me. And that's, that's what brought me here. And, um, yeah, I can't say that I've regretted my decision. So it's all worked out well since then. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. So Todd, as we you know, hear from you know two of our, our great student athletes, uh, you know, they are uh, you know, they're in good company, and uh, our graduation rates uh, have been have been very strong. But uh, share with us a little bit about uh, how our department's graduation rates stack up this year, and. Uh, and, and how we how we evaluate uh, graduation rates and success academically? You bet. Uh, well, that's a that's a great question for this year and and, and every year really. But uh, this year, our our all department graduation rates were all time highs in in three key categories. And these numbers are usually re released every year in November, uh, and they represent cohorts that are at least six years in the rearview mirror. Um, because of the, the rates allow for a six-year window for students to graduate. And, and there's two different rates we look at. We have the old standard federal graduation rate, which basically looks at all the students that you bring in on scholarship in any given year as freshmen, how many of those graduate in a six-year period. 
And we look at that as a single year rate and we look at that as a four year rate. And then the NCAA uh, implemented in 2003, the graduation success rate, which allowed for transfers, which everyone kind of agreed was a, uh, maybe a, 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 a better assessment to gauge who among those that are staying at institutions are graduating. And so not penalizing students for you know, needing to move around if they, if, they, if they needed to change their mind on where they wanted to go to school. So that's the one that when we toss around the term graduation rates, a lot of times it's graduation success rate. Well, in this year's numbers, uh, our all student athlete graduation success rate was 92%, um, which represented an all time high. It just topped last year's 91%. And then our four year federal graduation rate, which I'll mention too on the federal, federal rate, which we refer to as the FGR, that's also the only rate that we can compare to the general student body. Uh, because like I said, that one's been around forever or for a long time. And, and, that, and that's the only one that, that has the same data that we can compare apples to apples, so to speak, to the general student body. Well, our four-year federal graduation rate was a 79%, which was three points higher uh, than our previous. Um, our single-year federal graduation rate, which represented the class that entered uh, MSU in 2013, the single-year uh, FGR or federal grad rate for that class was 87%. Uh, that mark put us six points higher than the general student body in the same cohort. So 81%, which 81% is nothing to sneeze at. 87% uh, for our athletes. And then that 87% was fourth highest among our Power Five conference peers. Um, among public institutions in that same group, we were number one. The only three ahead of us were Northwestern, Stanford, and Notre Dame. So we were fourth behind those three institutions in single year FGR. So uh, just, you know, fantastic accomplishment, representative of so much, you know, first and foremost, those students that we're bringing in, you know, students like John and Caroline that are coming in and, and, and navigating and getting through and the support they received, you know, not only from our office, but from their coaches and our, our support staff within the department, our, our, our our staff and faculty within the university, uh, you know, it's just a reflection on so many. But those numbers, those numbers this year were, were most impressive. We had seven sports that had a 100% graduation success rate, uh, men's basketball, which I believe might've been the third year in a row, ice hockey, ice hockey men's tennis, rolling, women's golf, softball, and volleyball. Uh, and I wanna throw out a special shout out to the ice hockey program. Um, because I think this might be the only time in, in this only snapshot in time we've had this. Our ice hockey program currently has a, a federal graduation rate of 100%, a graduation success rate of 100%, and an academic progress rate, which is another metric that the NCAA uses that measures retention and eligibility, uh, and it's called the APR. They have an APR of 1,000. So they have three perfect scores on the metrics that, that we're kind of judged on right now. And I, like I said, I don't know if we've had that before previously in any of our sports. So I always like, I want to give them a little special mention there. That's great. It, it really is extraordinary. And, uh, you know, when, when we use the phrase student athletes, if student is the first part of that. And, uh, and I think Todd, with, uh, with, with your work and support and, uh, and the, the, the young people that our, our coaches recruit, we've really been very, uh, yeah, very fortunate to have uh, extraordinary young people in the program, uh, and uh, you know, and, and it's, uh, you know, it's it's through their hard work, your hard work, that it all comes together. So, as it all comes together, the the, um, you know, the one's academic experience as an undergraduate ends with graduation, and 
this year, uh, you know, last year, our, our graduations were, were all remote and, uh, you know, and, and I think that, uh, you know, for the students that are graduating really, you know, leave something to be desired. Uh, this year, we've got a bit of a hybrid model. So uh, can you share that with us? Oh, you bet. We're very excited that the university uh, this spring is going to be holding outdoor graduation in person. Uh, in order to accommodate that, from a st spacing standpoint uh, and an attendance standpoint, there are going to be many, many uh, individual ceremonies over a three-day period. Uh, some of our colleges are going to have as many as four or five ceremonies to, to accommodate this, and they're all going to be held in, in large parking lots on campus, including ours at Spartan Stadium. And so... Uh, other than that, other than the fact that they're outside in a parking lot and 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 split into to to you know several different groups, the all the other components are going to be the same in terms of receiving their degrees, uh, you know, getting their picture, having family there, all those types of things. So uh, we're very excited to finally be back in person with that because it's such a special event for our students and for their families and and for all of us really that that have the pleasure of seeing these students make their way through. John and Caroline, I'm going to go back and put you on the spot for a moment. And uh, as we uh, as we come to the the conclusion of our time together, I always try and ask an, an interesting, uh, maybe a little offbeat question. So, uh, so we'll start with uh, who was your did Did you have a favorite class uh, that uh, that really uh, sort of spoke to you or hit you in a uh, in a unique and special way that maybe was memorable or that maybe you didn't think would be as interesting as it was. Uh, John, a, a special class that you can recall uh, from your time so far at Michigan State? So in the past, the last two years of my career, I think most of my favorite classes have happened. Um, and I started drifting away from the horticulture classes and taking some outside of my major, which I think made it the most interesting because it was things I was not aware of prior to. Uh, I'll go with the one that I'm in right now. I'm in a photojournalism class and that has been really interesting to me. Uh, and I think this kind of attests to as a student athlete, you need something outside of your student athlete name to kind of take your mind away from athletics and academics. And for me, I, I picked up a camera once in a while and that was one of my, my things that I would do outside of it. And it helped to, you know, hone in on certain skills with that and just teach me things that I, I wouldn't have learned otherwise. So that, as of now, that's probably one of the classes that I would put top on my list. And it, yeah, just opened my eyes to things that I wasn't aware of prior to. Yeah, that's great. And that, that speaks, I think, to a, an important aspect of the, of the, uh, the undergraduate experience, particularly in a place as, as richly diverse as Michigan State, where you can, uh, have those opportunities to explore something that uh, you know, may, maybe when you enrolled as a freshman, you hadn't thought of, but the opportunity comes about and, uh, and it becomes a really interesting opportunity to grow, whether, whether that results in pursuing that as a, you know, as a career or, or a passion or what have you, um, it, 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 it at the very least broadens and stretches you as a person and makes you think, think about things a little differently. So uh, Carolina, a, a favorite class that you've had? Yeah, the one that stands out to me in terms of my favorite class um, is my phys physiology lab that I took my sophomore year. Um, typically, labs can be somewhat boring, um, depending on which one it is, because you're doing kind of more traditional experiments. Um, but this class, 
we had the chance to basically experiment on ourselves a lot. So we would do a lot of unique activities um, like pricking our own fingers to get our blood and test our cholesterol levels and our blood glucose. We um, did a test to determine what blood type we were um, on ourselves, which was really cool. We did some um, that were a little bit weird, but um, they were t- they were really interesting. And I loved the way that the professor went about teaching us physiology in a unique way. We didn't just do the traditional dissections or um, other lab activities. So that was definitely my favorite class in my time at Michigan State. Awesome. Well, and I'll, I'll ask uh, uh, the sort of the, the, the other side of that coin. Uh, what's your favorite moment, Caroline, as a student athlete on the, on the athletic side of, of your life? Mm, that's, a, that's a hard one, but I think one of the most memorable moments for me uh, was actually this season we beat um, Illinois for the first time in, since I've been here. Um, and that was just really special because they've been a really strong team in the Big Ten for uh, multiple years now, and we ended up clinching the match 4-3 and just being able to kind of be there and celebrate with all of my teammates, kind of this this big victory for our program. That was really special to me. Awesome. And John? I don't think there's an, a specific moment. I think it's more of a culmination of moments. And it's probably this past year where, and you can see it if you follow track and field and you look at the times that are going on in the Big Ten and in the nation, you know, this past year, it was really uncertain whether or not we were going to be able to compete, but everyone continued to, you know, just stick their nose in it and really train hard. Now we're, we're seeing this culmination of all the efforts when we might not have, we, they might've been just for nothing, but now this is probably the, the best that I've seen our team in a long time. And it's just really fun to watch us go out and have a workout and have it we're running so much faster than we've ever been running and throwing farther than we've thrown. And just seeing everyone there at the same time, getting to the point that we've all been working towards is, is really special to watch, especially because we weren't sure if we'd be able to do it this year. No, that is really special. And, uh, and with that, I'll, uh, I'll thank you so much for joining us today and sharing, uh, some of your very valuable pre-examination, uh, time, um, We've got, uh, yeah, this is, this is a very tight time of year. And so, uh, so Caroline uh, Zabo, John Go, thank you so much for, for being part of uh, our program today. And of course, Todd Edwards, the uh, Executive Director of Student Athlete Support Services, who does so much of the uh, behind the scenes work to, to make sure that our student athletes have opportunities uh, academically. And then as they pursue uh, their careers and their life pursuit, and the uh, the extraordinary work that we do at the Smith Center is um, you know is just just very uh, you know very top drawer and uh, and, it, and it wouldn't happen, Todd, without you. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Bill. Thank you for having us. Thank you.